0: What's happening my Jack family? Coach Scott here jackedatthe40.com and shredded at the 40com Welcome to another episode of the Jacked At the 40 podcast. Today we're gonna to talk about the biggest mistake men over 40 make when trying to get lean. That mistake is not thinking for themselves. Believe it or not, bodybuilding is a thinking sport. It is so much more than just lifting things up and putting them down. Now, you and I may be very similar. We may have similar values, similar goals. Uh, we may be on a very similar journey and have a similar passion you <laughs> for this sport of bodybuilding. We love getting a great pump on, we love working up a sweat, feeling the blood rushing through our veins, just love surrounding ourselves with like-minded bros in the gym. And we may have faced similar challenges throughout our journey of trying to get lean after 40. But in spite of a lot of our similarities, we do have our differences. We're built different, we had different preferences, and I'm certain our lifestyles are different as well. As similar as they may be, there are definitely some differences. So although you may want to achieve similar results as I have achieved, doesn't mean you need to follow the exact same approach as I followed. You may take a look at the approach I'm following right now and try to evaluate it and see how it can best suit your lifestyle, your preferences and your structure. So you may need to swap out certain exercises, you may need to swap out certain foods, you may need to swap out the frequency that you're training with and it's important to note that my approach that I'm following right now it's been an evolution over years and it's been a lot of just applying what is out there with an open mind and thinking for myself. In those initial years it was all about the traditional bodybuilding approach, the body part split routines, the like chicken and broccoli and rice and all that stuff that I'd read in the magazines. Then I got to university, started reading a lot of more of the the scientific textbooks, um, very structured, periodized training that introduced different training splits, different training frequencies, different styles of training, having blocks of hypertrophy, blocks of strength, blocks of athletic performance, and kind of mixing them into an overall yearly plan. That was kind of my eye-opening experience that you don't just have to do body part split routines all the time. Not that there is anything wrong with body part split routines. I absolutely freaking love them. They absolutely freaking work Uh, but in spite of kind of knowing like learning all that stuff through university I still I really gravitated towards the body part split training it just felt great to me it really worked with my lifestyle Um, I just had a lot of fun with it so I really stuck with that up until my early 30s then I started experimenting more with like the upper lower push-pull leg split where it's strength focus for the upper lower hypertrophy focus for the push-pull leg portion of that split. Then I started doing like upper lower splits. Then I really started opening my eyes and and thinking beyond just body part split routines and really evaluating all the different training splits that were out there. Really getting creative on my own, experimenting with totally unique hybrid split. So really, truly thinking for myself, thinking outside of the box, and coming up with strategies, programs, and splits that would allow me to hit certain training frequencies for certain body parts, uh, muscle groups um, throughout the week in a way that would allow me to challenge the muscles effectively, while really making sure that recovery was a top priority as well. So it's been definitely an evolution when it comes to the workout. And the biggest reason for the evolution of my training and really thinking outside the box has been the emergence of bodybuilding research. I mean, there's been research around for years, but really a lot of the research that we used to use, even just a decade ago, was kind of really focused on like seniors and untrained individuals whereas now we have a lot more research that has it's focused on trained individuals and how they're adapting to different training protocols, different training frequencies. And frequency was thing something that was really popular, um, I'd say like six years ago, five, six, maybe even upwards of 10 years ago where you started seeing more research about the benefits of higher frequency training, even upwards of six times per week for a muscle group. And I was really looking at that all with an open mind and really looking at how they were able to spread out the, the training volume but once again, I took it with a grain of salt. And you'll hear that from the best bodybuilding researchers. I see way too many people, they'll read an abstract, or they won't even read the abstract. They will hear someone else who read an abstract, does a Facebook post or Instagram post or says something on YouTube, and they take that as gospel. Like My favorite YouTuber read an abstract of a study that says training six days per week for a muscle group is best. It's gotta be the best. And they, they just... Bury themselves into this belief system as well, like kind of take it on as their own belief system without really fully evaluating and not thinking for themselves, not simply saying, All right, I see this research, I'm gonna put it to the test and see how my body responds. That is that's the key, like that's what all of the intelligent bodybuilding researchers will say. It's what Brad Schoenfeld says all, all the time. It's just research is meant to guide you, you can't just take research that comes out and say, this is the way, because it's constantly changing. There's more and more research comes out that sometimes you may find will prove the opposite of that. So really the key for you is to take a look at it and look at it with a sense of curiosity that, hmm, six days per week, maybe the workouts are a little bit quicker. Um, It's able to spread the volume out. I don't like to really beat myself down with bodybuilding Type split root body part split routines, where you're really hammering a muscle group with multiple sets, multiple exercises. Rather just pick one exercise per day for a body part and spread it out throughout the week. That might fit me a little bit better. Let's give it a try, see how it goes. Um, I give it a try myself, and I'm like, ah, it's, it's fun. It's different. It's not something I would want to do all of the time. And But the thing is, it's a nice, change the pace. I think anything, it's that novelty factor when it comes to bodybuilding, like following something for a little while and then changing it up a bit. And sometimes just that little change up alone is enough to really spark your enthusiasm, get you to level up your game, step up your effort. Even if it may not be your favorite approach, maybe you love Three full body workouts per week, and you're encouraged to, all right, let's try a body part split routine just to change things up. It may not be your favorite style of change, but just a little change up and it's getting at like a different kind of pump with your body, a different kind of feel may just inspire you to give even better effort. And oftentimes, just that change alone, that novelty factor, could cause your body to make changes, to grow a little bit differently, to shape yourself a little bit differently. So um, it really helps. I mean, you can have your favorite splits through the year, but keep an open mind uh, and experiment with different approaches throughout the year. And just, again, think for yourself, Like go through it and think, all right, just because Scott really loves this approach doesn't mean that I have to love this approach as well. Experiment with different approaches, see which ones that you really like the best, and incorporate them a little bit more throughout the year, but still experimenting with some different things that challenge you in a slightly different way throughout. Same thing when it comes to cardio. I mean, being in this industry for a while, we went through that phase where high-intensity interval training was very, very popular, and it shifted to metabolic resistance training, but there was that time when, I mean, cardio was just getting bashed as being long and boring and it's going to turn you into this frail looking marathon runner even though like comparing a 26.2 mile race to 30 minutes of cardio is going to completely it's just nonsense there and then just saying well if you comparing hip running to like an Olympic sprinter and even though you look at the Olympic sprinters they've got different physiques as well but it just was just crazy to see all the different, the dogmas that built in there and people weren't thinking for themselves. They were just following um, what their fearless leader was saying about this, just following the crowd, following what everyone else was saying. Um, but if you thought to yourself, maybe you were someone like, you know what, I really freaking love jogging. I get this runner's high from it. I'm not looking frail from it, especially when I'm combining in a strategic way with my bodybuilding training. Think for yourself and doing what you absolutely love rather than following the masses. and Maybe you do love the HIT training, interval training, metabolic resistance training. Maybe that style of training beats you down. Again, you gotta to think to yourself, just because some research just came out that showed some afterburn, where it might burn another 50 calories after your workout if you only do 10 minutes of these intervals here, um, it, just because it says that doesn't mean it's going to be the best fit for you, especially based on your history, maybe you got some joint issues, and any kind of pounding is not gonna do your body any well. So really gotta think to yourself when it comes to um, how you incorporate cardio into your lifestyle as well. And then of course there is nutrition, which is the definitely the biggest aspect of body transformation, getting lean after 40, that you really have to think for yourself because there are so many dogmatic approaches out there, so many evangelists of certain diet approaches that they're just very, very passionate about it and it can be very convincing that their approach is the best way so you really got to think for yourself you can evaluate it take a a look at their approach you can take a look at the research and see all right are are those foods that are realistic for me to consume throughout the day are they even available because there are certain diets out there it's just really tough to find certain food items where depending on where you live Um, maybe their approach just doesn't suit your lifestyle they want you eating six meals per day and you're just Live this chaotic lifestyle. That it's really hard, even with living out a Tupperware, to get those meals in. Or maybe the maybe it's an intermittent fasting lifestyle. You just don't do well not eating breakfast in the morning. Maybe it's a diet that encourages breakfast in the morning, and you just feel nauseous if you eat first thing in the morning. So whatever approach it is, you've got to think about it. You can't. You know, it doesn't just because certain aspects of an approach doesn't suit you or your lifestyle. There may be aspects that you may think you know what. That doesn't work, but this part could be interesting and you try it for yourself. And I absolutely love that my clients think for themselves. They they love my approach. My approach resonates with them, but they're also, they love to learn and grow and they are reading other stuff that's out there, some stuff that may intrigue them, some stuff that they may want to experiment with. So we have great dialogue around these different approaches and we, we decide if it's going to be something that is worth experimenting with. I just, I love their willingness to experiment and they experiment with a heightened Sense of awareness. They don't experiment with something, thinking, "Could this be the Holy Grail? Could this be the best thing ever?" Um, Yeah, it's it's good to get excited about certain approaches, but they just have it. They just approach it again with with a sense of curiosity. Let's see how my body is going to respond to this approach, and so they're very aware of all the changes. They're very detailed with. Um, documenting the approach to make sure that they're doing everything properly and to, to truly have a good indicator of whether this new approach is working for them any better than anything else. But the main thing is, is it suiting their lifestyle? Is it something that they could Commit to for the long term. But the thing is, even with this lifestyle, it's constantly evolving. My nutrition is constantly evolving over the years. I've gone from different carb cycling approaches to nut and, and cheat days and refeed days, like structured certain days of the week, to just kind of listening to my body now. So it's just, it's definitely been an evolution over the years with nutrition. And, and there was a time where it was, again, having more cheat days, but now I'm to the point where you know what, I'm just feeling more, I feel better when I'm consuming mostly nutrient-rich, whole natural foods. And I'm excited to see how my nutrition evolves over the years to come. I mean, there's definitely a part of me that would like to become a bit more plant-based with my diet, I can't necessarily see myself becoming vegetarian or anything like that, but I do have a love of animals. I have a love of the planet and hearing how like more of a plant-based diet is better for the environment like that, that kind of stuff resonates with me, but that's, that's going to take a lot. It's going to take breaking out of some of my habits, my ingrained beliefs, my ingrained lifestyle here to get to that point. And, and I got to really think to myself, like, is that something that, that's, is truly going to resonate with me. It's something that's going to carry me over the long term. And it's definitely interesting as I'm going down that path and just seeing again when it comes to the vegetarian approach, there can be very, it can be a very dogmatic approach. There can be some very, very passionate people in that demographic, especially when it comes to like the vegan aspect of that. Plant-based, it's not so bad, but um, you do hear it, especially when it comes to the environment. And even then, you've got to kind of look at both sides of the picture there and you hear even when it comes to free range and organic and everything like I am so grateful that I get my eggs from a local farm here. and I look at that and I'm like how come we can't have more of these just little local farms like look how many eggs she's producing there and they're just, it's so much, these chickens are happy and healthy and running around and and the eggs taste delicious. Um, but when you look at the bigger picture especially when it's like free-range cattle and stuff like yeah They're living a better quality of life But you think of like how much more land those animals take up. It's kind of it, What is better for the environment? Uh, it's just I, I really hope that we get to a better place where we can I definitely raise our animals, raise our our food chain in a more humane way. Um, I know that's a whole other, again, rabbit hole that can really spark some some deep, passionate discussions here, but it's stuff that I'm exploring, not just for... um, like the better of the environment, and for the love of animals, but my own health as well. Like I want to consume the best quality foods. It's going to help me live the best quality life possible for as long as I possibly can. So to wrap things up, I mean there are just so many different dogmatic approaches. So many different aspects where passion really comes out in people's articles and and what they think is the best out there. And there's some great research that is coming out, but with all of that, you really need to think for yourself. Absorb it don't take it as gospel. There are no absolutes in this journey other than, of course, like calories in, calories out. Even that isn't an absolute for a lot of people when they really start breaking it down and, and the thermic effect of food and everything. So it's it's just, you really got to, again, think for yourself, if you're gonna do some, some research, you just kind of look at a broad spectrum and just evaluate different aspects and then just, again, Experiment with yourself. That's the only true way you'll find what works best for you is trying it, seeing how your body responds, taking what works, getting rid of what doesn't. That's what it's all about. Again, bodybuilding is a thinking sport. If you want to build your best body ever, you want to get lean, active, 40, you really need to think for yourself. Think of what is best for you. What's gonna suit you best in this situation, what's going to suit your personal preferences, your structure, your lifestyle at this time? That is what's going to work best for you. So think for yourself. Don't allow anyone else to kind of instill their beliefs upon you. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, please do me a favor and smash that thumbs up button. I'd really appreciate it. If you know a fellow bro who would benefit from listening to today's podcast, do me a favor and share it with them. More than anything, I'd love to hear from you down in the comment section below. Share your thoughts, share your insights, share your feedback. And before you go, don't forget to download your free. Guide, jacked after 40. Have an amazing day. I'll catch you in the next podcast.